0: And for the world at large let's begin hi everyone thank you so much for joining me for today's episode today we're going to be discussing the root of defensiveness so i imagine we've all gotten defensive in our lives we probably know people who get defensive And we most usually get defensive when we, let's say, feel accused of something we didn't do, or let's say we feel attacked unnecessarily. So today I wanted to talk about the root of defensiveness, some of the core reasons of why we get defensive. And the reason I wanted to do an episode on defensiveness is because it is something that has destructive qualities. It has the ability, the potential to get in the way of our relationship success, especially our intimate relationships, and really inhibit our ability to hear and ingest important information regarding what we need to know in order to be happy, to be healthy, and to grow to our full potential. So to begin, when we get defensive, uh, when we are in a defensive stance, it means that we feel or believe that there is something out there outside of ourselves that we need to defend against. And uh, this is something that, let's say, we feel is stronger or bigger that's going to overwhelm us if we're not going to be defensive, if we're not going to protect ourselves. So we can see from this, we can infer that defensiveness, in essence, is a fear-based protective mechanism. Now what we often fail to realize, mostly because defensiveness is usually associated with a highly emotional and reactive state, is that we usually are afraid of something and are defending against something that's actually going on inside of ourselves. So let's say someone is going to say something or has the potential to say something or do something that's going to activate our defensiveness the thing that we fear uh, if we're going to get to the root of it is some sort of emotional experience or or some sort of psychological psychological experience inwardly uh, that's going to render us feeling powerless and, and ultimately ashamed so from this perspective what we're doing is we're confusing the need to get defensive and protect ourselves with seeing our inner emotional state as being overwhelmed and ultimately not seeing what's going on inwardly In essence, we're too reactive to see that. If we were to slow things down and pay attention, oftentimes what we're being reactive to is, or what we're defending against, is someone outside of ourself awakening something within. Now, in addition, when someone gets defensive, it's usually because they are taking something personal. They're seeing it as a personal attack. And this is really the nature of ego. It's to take take things personal and ultimately not of the soul. The soul does not uh, experience things this way, the authentic self. So the ego which is fragile it's usually threatened by the truth and in fear of being uh being exposed as ordinary ultimately being uh being less than right so when we are getting defensive and taking things personally it's a high chance that or at least in that moment there's a high chance that we are coming from an egoic perspective now the ego is the part of ourselves that sees ourself as separate from the world, from other people, and therefore it's in constant need for protection from that which is bigger, stronger, and that which can overwhelm it, that which can defeat it. So the soul, which is really who we are, our true existence, it experiences itself as one, and ultimately part of everything. It's, it's, we're all one, right? So it, it therefore has no desire to defend since there really is no other. If we are all one, there's no other thing to defend against. There's really no reason to fear anything because it is connected to all there is. So there is no separateness, and ultimately there's no threat, and so therefore the soul has no interest in getting defensive. Now the nature of the soul, of the authentic self, is it loves feedback, and it loves honesty, it loves transparency, because the mindset of the soul is expansion and it is growth. It has no interest in defending or denying truths, uh, defending itself against, against people or, or emotions, because ultimately it's extremely powerful in its own right, it's unconditional love, it's the power of, of pure love, and therefore it doesn't, it's not threatened by, by anybody or anything or any emotion because it cannot be diminished, it is innately powerful. Now, the ego, on the other hand, it sees feedback, it sees the truth, transparency, uh, and being vulnerable, right, is counterintuitive to its existence, and therefore it defends against anything that makes it feel small or that potentially could, could overwhelm it. So we can see from this that... People who are very defensive, who are always on guard, let's say intellectually defended, they take everything personally, let's say they're very fragile inwardly, they're usually identifying with the ego as who they are, um, and those people who are, let's say, calm, who are inwardly peaceful and very confident and uh, self-trusting, they're coming from their authentic self, which is, the, which is the soul. People who are extremely defensive are very difficult to be around. I imagine we all know those types of people who are just impossible. Any type of feedback about their behavior, about their, the way they show up to life, Uh, Any, there's going to be a massive aversion to any form of self-reflection and feedback about their behavior, which just makes it very difficult to be around people like that. And as a result of that, uh, they rarely take accountability and you end up having to just suck it up to be in the relationship with them. And if this sounds like a narcissistically uh, abusive relationship, then uh, that would make sense because narcissistic abusers are very much ego-identified. In addition, we get defensive because we have wounds, right? When we have wounds, it is perfectly common to have defense mechanisms to protect ourselves from getting hurt again, like we did in the past. Now, the problem is that when we have these defense mechanisms, mechanisms, and then when we very quickly get defensive, we're usually, what we're defending against is any form of intimacy, emotional intimacy, present moment awareness or vulnerability. And, uh, Ultimately, these things are threatening because they're going to activate our wounds when we were vulnerable, when we were taken advantage of in the present moment, when we were emotionally, uh, or if we have emotional intimacy wounds. And ultimately, if we have those defense mechanisms, however, then it's going to get in the way of our intimate relationships. So, in relationships, specifically intimate relationships, when our partner triggers these deep and painful wounds, which is mostly going to be the case because that's what intimate partners do—they are able to access those deep part of us, those deep parts of us. They're also going to trigger the defense mechanisms that subsequently follow. And this is why if we have a history of being wounded, if we have deep childhood wounds, if we have intimacy wounds, and our partner, when they trigger these wounds, it will very much feel like they are the threat and uh, they are the person we need to protect ourselves from. When in reality, most of the time, they're simply waking up all pain and... It's not their intention to hurt us, right? In these instances, if we are too reactive, right, if we're way too defensive, we're going to, let's say, retaliate or project all that rage, anger, and shame onto our partner and, uh, and hurt them. And, and we're really going to miss our whole internal experience that is the root of our suffering, which is our deep need for, for, for healing. So in relationships, it's very common that we get defensive, right? When we feel guilt or shame, uh, regardless if we've actually done something wrong, let's say we feel like a disappointment. Now, this is especially the case if we struggle with these deep wounds, if we have deep shame, and let's say we have a strong, tyrannical, self-judging inner critic that gets activated uh, when we do disappoint, right? Now, the issue with this and and, and defensiveness is that it pushes people away and uh, really creates a barrier to our partner, uh, creates a a wall, and, and it has the ability over long term to break down the trust and the safety and ultimately the, the bedrock of a of a relationship. Now when we are defensive, we are gonna be holding back, right? We're not showing up whole, we're not showing up authentic like our true selves and, and ultimately we're not at peace with ourselves. And this is a very hostile emotional state that certainly doesn't set the tone for healthy intimacy. Now in addition, defensiveness also infers that we're hiding something right we're defending against something about ourselves that we don't want to accept and as a result of that we're, we're not being transparent we're not really tr- being our whole authentic vulnerable uh, self now this lack of transparency even if we aren't necessarily trying to hide something from our partner even if we aren't necessarily keeping a secret um oftentimes we're holding a secret from ourselves we're defending against facing our own truths and when we do this we're in essence we're not being open we're not being honest and that lack of transparent communication is going to be breaking down the the bedrock of intimacy. So when defensiveness happens in intimate relationships, it's very common that the partner who is being defended against is gonna be suspicious since defen- defensiveness is the opposite of trust and transparency, ultimately, like we mentioned, it's holding back, it's keeping some sort of secret, and the partner that is defended against may push back, right, harder to get that clarity, to get that communication, uh, to get that transparency, which then sort of furthers the, 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 the defensiveness of the other partner, and that creates a, a gridlock and a defensive stance that is uh, that is very difficult to undo, and ultimately, it eventually breaks down the relationship. So according to Don, Dr. John Gottman of the Gottman Institute, he described that there are four methods of communication that are most likely to lead a couple to divorce. He called them the four horsemen of the apocalypse, namely criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and defensiveness. So obviously one of them being defensiveness, and Dr. Gottman recognized that these patterns over time, you know, whilst in the, mean, in the, in the short term, they may not seem necessarily poisonous, uh, but long term, they have the ability to poison a relationship and ultimately break it down. So a couple of closing thoughts with regards to defensiveness. Now when we are defensive, when we are overly protective uh, in our defensive stance, it really makes an enemy out of those around us. It makes people feel unsafe emotionally and ultimately it creates a barrier to, to growth and to intimacy. So the point of an intimate relationship and what intimate relationships are designed to do is to help you grow by helping you see the parts of yourself in the other person that you need acceptance, that need love, and need healing, However, when we defend against that feedback from others and essentially when we deny the awareness that needs to happen about our own shadows, we cannot take responsibility for those parts of the self and ultimately heal them. So uh, in essence, an intimate relationship where we are defensive lacks the very purpose of the whole entire relationship, which is to, to grow. Now, it's very tough to hear painful truths about ourself, about our past and the way in which we are falling short of our highest self. However, without hearing it and without having that humility to accept our shortcomings, We're gonna simply hurt those around us, hurt the people we love the most, cause damage to others as a result of our lack of awareness of how we show up to life and as a result of not taking responsibility. So it takes courage, it takes patience, it takes acceptance as well as incredible humility to hear that feedback without getting defensive about ourselves, about our shadows, our wounds, our patterns that need correcting. But the way I see it, either we defend against the truth, either we defend against this feedback, from people who are simply reflecting back how we show up to life, meaning it's not them, it's us to take ownership and we accept that feedback. When we do this, we, uh, which I see it as necessary for healing and doing the inner work, we can ultimately create that inner world, create that safety for those around us, which is a, a necessary prerequisite if we're going to have relationships that, that thrive, that are healthy, that are conducive to healthy intimacy so if this is a struggle for you if you're struggling to uh with defensiveness very common uh, ultimately we may not want to be defensive but if our triggers if our if our if the feedback we get from other people sometimes it's a small comment or sometimes it's a facial expression and we just get so hurt uh, it's important to use that information use those emotional reactions as triggers and understand that they're there for you to heal and when we use that to heal which is important because by waking up that old pain We are able to access the pain that needs healing and when we do use our relationships to to get that feedback and when we can hear it and accept it ultimately we can take the steps to heal so if you are struggling with this feel free to reach out to me it'd be an honor to work with you to help you break down those barriers of defensiveness and be able to connect with your partner uh, not react to them or project onto them things that have nothing to do with them but ultimately be able to face your inner world so we don't defend against the information that's coming usually through our own self that needs to be worked through, processed, healed. And when we do that, we can show up to life more peaceful with equilibrium, with balance, uh, with with love, and ultimately set ourselves up for relationships with other people where they can feel safe, and that creates an, uh, an incredible, intimate, fulfilling relationship. So if you are interested, feel free to reach out to me directly. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z at com. My phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.